505. We've done it. We've made it all the way to Thursday. You thought I was going to say Friday, didn't you, Zach? Yeah, you got my hopes up. Uh, yeah. These long weeks, these five-day weeks are killers. I know. I mean, I'm with I'd you. I'd much rather have that Monday off. Mm. Uh, we'll take a look at that weather. Uh, it, it changes hourly uh, for going into the weekend and then into next week. We'll take a look at what's going on there. I guess, I guess the big news amongst us true college football fans is that, well, I'm not really a fan, uh, the Nick Saban story. Um, I don't it's know about if time. Saw, did anybody see that coming? I, I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, he's what? He's in his seventies, and I mean, hey, easy his, now, easy now. Well, that's a lot of. I mean, that's a lot of stress, even you know. Yeah. For yeah. The, those you know super young coaches, and he, you know he's he's done you know since what seven national championships, he's done his time. He can yeah sit back yeah. and drink some mai tais on the beach. Yeah, just think what the school's going to save in salary. <laughs> Well, it's Al- another, they can build a new stadium now. Yeah, it's Alabama though. They're still going to go spend, you know. Yeah, what are they going to have to spend? Ten to get million dollars on the new yeah. coach. So we'll see what yeah. they get. Be interesting to see who they go out shopping for. Like I've said before, I, I don't know. I just, I never had a warm and fuzzy feeling for the guy. He he always just seemed to me or appeared to me to kind of strut his stuff. I I, I don't know. I agree had, with you, but at the same time, he. He, he was did. able. Yeah. He was able to because he was so good. Yeah. What do they say? It ain't bragging if you can do it. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah. I, I guess he's he's earned he's earned that uh, uh, reputation. I'm sure the folks in uh, Alabama are a little upset. They kind of all thought the sun rose and set in him. Uh, as you said, he, he, you know, he's done it all. He's won the big show many times, and he. I, I, you got to kind of think he was figuring this was his last year. Yeah. Before the end of the year, you mm-hmm. know, you got to be thinking at some point. And he probably was. That's probably why he was so bummed out that they didn't go to the, didn't get to the championship game. He was probably hoping to go out on a, you know, win it all one more time and then walk. Yep. You know, drop the microphone and walk out. Oh uh, well, we'll see who that. A lot of pro coaches got pink slips too. So, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Mizzou, Mizzou plays them next year too. Oh, so, that's right. um, I'm, I don't want to, I knocked on wood. I'm not jinxing anything, but a lot of, uh, I've been reading a lot of college football. I listen to the, uh-huh. you know, and, uh, Ben Fred and Brendan do yeah. their sports, you know, or their season yeah. review and uh, looking yeah. ahead to next season. A lot of people saying Mizzou could go 11 and one with that one loss to Alabama next year. But now that Saban's out, I don't yeah, know. It could be, be, could be a special season next year in Columbia. Yeah. Yeah, the, you know, you always want to, you hate to be the guy behind him. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime you're following somebody that was, that's like this show. I feel sorry for the guy that comes in behind me. I do he too. Don't have a, he don't have a chance. Yeah. Uh, but, that's why he comes in cranky all the time. He just knows. <laughs> yeah, because he just knows. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that ain't the way Saban would have done it. Look at that. We went 10 and 4. Mm-hmm. That ain't the way Saban would have never done it. That wouldn't have happened when Saban was here. So you want to get that guy in between you before you take the job. You want to get that guy comes in for two years, crashes and burns, and then you come in. Because to follow in behind somebody like that, that'll be tough. Because, boy, if you don't come back with a winning season, oh, man, you won't be there very long. It, yeah, That's it's, for sure. it's tough now, too, with the transfer portal. I mean, everyone can oh, just yeah. leave. one. I mean, it's it's a nightmare. Yeah, what are the kids going to do? You know a lot of kids went there because of saving. They already had one of their top 
top prospects who uh, was a five-star. He already decommitted last night. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, a mm-hmm. lot of guys want to go there to play for Saban. Yep. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So. Uh, stay tuned, film at 11. Uh, we better get to the news. We got, uh, we'll got. we take a look at those markets. We've got a corn report, so much to do. A couple of weather reports throughout the morning as we take a look into the weekend and next week. Let's get started. We head to the newsroom. What do you got, Zach? Good morning, everyone. It is 37 degrees outside at almost 510. Weather and sports are coming up next, but first, here's what's happening now. A suspect is in custody in connection with a double shooting during an attempted robbery in St. Charles. Police say two men were shot at just before 2 yesterday afternoon along the 2000 block of Moore Avenue. The victim suffered non-life-threatening injuries. A 32-year-old man was arrested at the scene. An appeals panel says a Missouri lawsuit accusing China of hoarding pandemic gear can proceed. KTRS's Jim Fairchild has all the details. A federal appeals panel says a Missouri lawsuit accusing China of hoarding masks and other protective gear during the COVID-19 pandemic can move forward. The three-judge panel of the U.S. 8th District Court of Appeals, however, otherwise agreed Wednesday with the lower court's 2022 ruling that tossed out Missouri's case entirely. The court found that federal rules prohibit a sovereign foreign entity from being sued in American courts. The state had alleged that China's officials were to blame for the pandemic because they didn't do enough to slow its spread. The appeals panel found that only the claim regarding personal protective equipment can proceed. Jim Fairchild, KTRS News. Well, we're going to talk about that weather, but MoDOT is preparing for the next round of winter weather. MoDOT officials say crews are keeping a close eye on the weather forecast and staff will be deployed accordingly to treat state-maintained roads and highways. MoDOT will release more information during a news conference this afternoon. The Illinois Community College Board, through its RevUp EV Community College Initiative, has awarded over $9 million to 25 Illinois communities and colleges to help support the state's growing electric vehicle industry through job training and technology development programs. Overall, the funding will promote the development and growth of training programs that prepare individuals for careers in EV technology and EV-specific advanced manufacturing fields with a priority focus on programs and training in areas that are most in demand by EV businesses and industry partners. Chick-fil-A will open a new restaurant in Maryland Heights today. The grand opening celebration is scheduled this morning for the new location along Dorset Road, Carter Griffin, a Mizzou swimming and diving alumnus, will serve as the restaurant's owner and operator. He began his Chick-fil-A career as a team member after college and later joined the Chick-fil-A leadership development program. Time now is 5-12, taking a look at the KTRS forecast. Today, cloudy with a high of 43 degrees. Tonight, cloudy with rain starting overnight, low of 30 degrees. Tomorrow, rain turning to snow with a high of 41. Temperatures drop throughout the day, though, as the cold front moves in. It's currently 37 degrees outside at the Big 550 KTRS. Switching over to sports, SLU basketball got a much-needed win yesterday, 88-85 to over St. Joe's. It's the first A-10 win of the season for the Bills, who don't play again until Tuesday at their rival, Dayton. The Blues' four-game homestand continues tonight with the New York Rangers. Colton Pareko tonight will pass Bobby Plager for third place on the all-time games played list by a Blues defenseman. The Cardinals have extended invites to spring training for non-roster players, including top prospects Tink Hentz and Victor Scott. 
You can hear the Cards president of baseball operations, John Mozeliak, tonight at 6 p.m. on the Big 550 with the Kilcoin Conversation. Mizzou women's basketball takes on undefeated and number one in the country, South Carolina, tonight in Columbia. You can hear all the action starting at 7 here on the Big 550. That'll do it from the Sports Desk. We'll be right back with Farmer Dave. The Big 550 KTRS starts another broadcast day. Thankful to be in America. God bless America. Land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above from the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam God bless America my home sweet Fifteen. Make sure Such your cows, make sure their cows. facilities are all ready to go with the cold weather coming. We worked yesterday at the farm getting getting things set up, getting ready to bring the cows off the corn stalks and uh, kind of filling in the cracks on the hog houses to make sure there was no air getting in. And uh, beautiful day, though, yesterday, Zach. It, it's, you know, it was hard to believe we're standing out there on the south side of those buildings in the sun, and it's like it's hard to believe it's going to be 40 degrees colder than this. In just a couple of days. It's just sad to say. Uh, yeah, but it's like I was watching the news last night, the weather on TV. This thing is going to cover the entire country. Did you see that map? No, I just like, I just kind of seen the yeah. Midwest when I haven't seen the whole country, yeah. though. Yeah, like the very tip of south of Southern California and the very, very tip of Florida. They're talking about all the fr- uh, fruit freezing. Mm. Yeah, this thing is this thing covers the entire country. As far as this cold weather coming, we'll have more on that. Coming up in the forecast, let's run over to the markets yesterday. The old corn, corn crop uh, futures were mixed on uh, the trade yesterday with about a quarter cent gain for March and three-quarter of a cent loss for July. New crop prices ended the session. Eh, we're going to call it about a penny higher or penny lower, that is. They, uh, analysts are expecting the USDA will reduce the Brazilian corn crop by 2.5 million metric ton on average to end up around 126.5 million metric ton. Uh, they've got uh, delayed and replanting of soybeans and Brazilian second crops expected to get a late start as well. Uh, pre-report estimates for Argentina range from 1.5 million metric ton cut to about a million ton, uh, a million metric ton boost. Uh, there again, traders all over the board. Big numbers come out on Friday. Traders are looking for NAS to report 12.01 billion bushels on December the 1st. That would be about 11% loss uh, 
uh, lower than uh, last year and uh, about a 10% larger supply. We'll wait and see that supply number, that carryout number is the one we have to watch. Um, South Korea, they uh, booked 135,000 metric ton of corn via one international tender. They apparently bought a hundred or sixty-five thousand without issuing a tender. A tender. Algeria is on the market for one hundred and twenty thousand metric ton of corn as well. March corn closed at four fifty-nine, up a quarter cent. May closed at four seventy-one. That was unchanged on the trade yesterday. Very quiet again overnight. March is at four sixty. That's up a penny. Was at four sixty-one, down to four fifty-eight. About a three cent trading range there. May at four seventy-two. That's up a penny. September, it's at 485 and three quarters. That's about three quarters of a cent higher off of the session low of 483. In December at 492, that's up a half cent. It was at 493 and down to 490. So there again, about a three cent trading range in the overnight corn trade. And as we said, with this report coming out on Friday, traders now are just trying to tread water and hope they're in the right spot when those numbers come out. Over on the bean trade, front month beans fell another 11, 12 cents yesterday. New crop futures were also weaker, but only by 2 to 8 cents on the day. Soy meal futures were down by 3.30 to 4.70, uh, leaving the March contract 8.80 under the November high. Soy oil futures ended the day with losses, though by most um, about 20 to 26 points. Not a disaster, but still ended up coming in lower. Weekly soybean bookings are expected to be reported between 325 and 950,000 metric ton for the week. We'll wait and see what they tell us. Um, looks like uh, Ag Rural reported soybean harvest at 6% finish for the center-south region of Brazil. That compares to a half percent at the same time last year. Overall, Brazilian harvest is less than 1% completed. Sassfras Mercado estimated the Brazilian soybean crop at 151.4 million metric ton. That's down from their 158.2 forecast in December and now is about 4.1% lower year over year. Analysts are looking for the NAS to report 2.97 billion bushels for December 1 bean stocks. That would be 1.5% tighter than last year with a 3% lighter supply total. Yeah, barring any adjustments to crop size, are imports. So once again, bean traders waiting for the numbers on Friday. March beans closed at twelve thirty-six, down twelve. May at twelve forty-seven, that's down eleven. July beans closed at twelve fifty-five, down eleven and a quarter. Over on the overnight, we're getting a little of it back. March is up seven at twelve forty-four. May's up seven at twelve fifty-five. November is trading at twelve twelve. That's up seven. It was down to twelve oh four at one point. And January at 1220, that's up six and a half off of a low of 1212. Uh, the high overnight was 1222. Overall in the wheat trade, yeah, concerns about the weather impacting the wheat. And as we talked about yesterday, there is some snow cover on some of the wheat out in big wheat country. Now that'll insulate that crop with this extreme cold weather coming across the state or country, uh, which will help save that uh, wheat from that extreme cold. Market is kind of quiet overnight. May is three quarters of a cent lower at 623. July new crops off a half at 631. It was at 635. December's trading at 658. That's up a quarter cent a bushel. So things rather quiet in the overnight trade on the wheat as well. 12 or 521 on the mark. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, take a look at the livestock and a look at that forecast for the weekend right after this. 
Are you worried about your budget for your new kitchen or bathroom? Call me, Anne Marie Boges, the new co host of the Inside Out Show on the Big 550 and owner and designer of Anne Marie Design Studio. Visit our website, annemariestudio.com, where you can use our budget calculator tool to see a preliminary breakdown for your project. See how we can transform your old drab kitchen or bath into the envy of your neighborhood at Amory Design Studio in Wildwood. Visit our website, annemariestudio.com. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy, Rizm Kism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzi, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. Your doctor today about Sky Rizzi, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit skyrizzy.com or call 1 866 SkyRizzy to learn more. Hi, I'm Rod Ferguson, the host of the brand new show Conversations with Rodney Ferguson on KTRS every Sunday afternoon. I'm a native St. Louisan, a Marine Corps veteran, and a local business owner with a definite opinion about the direction of our country. I also believe 2024 is a golden opportunity to rectify that. We may or may not agree, but I believe you'll enjoy the conversations. Join us every Sunday at 3 o'clock for Conversations with Rodney Ferguson on the Big 550 KTRS. Brought to you by Crushed Red. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 523, we'll have that forecast for you in a minute. If you're heading out the door, you better grab a jacket. It's 36 degrees here in rural Belleville. Not that that sounds good, but trust me, that sounds really good for what we're looking at next week. Let's run over to the livestock trade. Cattle came in a little bit lower in the nearby, a little bit higher in the deferred. Kind of a quiet day of trading. Uh, No cash sales again confirmed yesterday. Uh, Looks like uh, some 85 to 125 gains on the, the feeder cattle. Uh, guys aren't selling any cattle this week. I think they're sitting tight. This weather's got them a little bit nervous. There won't be many cattle move out of those feedlots. Guys just don't like to move livestock in this kind of weather. USDA's wholesale box beef prices were stronger yesterday, however, with a 291 increase for the choice, a 411 uh, increase for the selects. Cattle uh, numbers reported at 301,000 for the week through Wednesday compared to 380,000 the same week last year as winter weather is reportedly slowing the week's movement. And, yes, it will. It will slow it down. And can't get trucks in, can't get trucks out. It's miserable trying to move that livestock. It'll be a quiet week uh, for cattle movement as well as will next week with that real cold weather moving in. February cattle closed at 170.75, down two. April cattle at 173.67, up seven. And the June cattle at 171.10, up 35. January feeders at 224.62, up 85. And March closed at 226.12. That's up 125. In the pork complex, as the traders are keeping an eye on this weather, as far as any movement goes there, we did come in a little bit higher. 
We'll call it uh, 20 to 45 cents higher. February contract started 50 cents in the red on the gap, lower uh, printing a 172 range on the day, up, down, and then sideways. Pork exports during November totaled 607.5 million pounds, a three-year high for the month. That was up 5.2% over a year ago and 6.2% over October's number. Good month for exports. USDA's national average cutout value strengthened 214 to 86.67 on Wednesday. USDA reporting the numbers at 470,000 through Wednesday. That compares to 485,000 the same week last year. And there again, we're running a little bit behind. They won't want to open up those hog houses and move hogs in this cold weather. February hogs closed at 7207. Up 20, April at 78.95, up 45, and the February pork cutouts at 85.50, down 25. 526 on the mark. Let's run over to the weather desk. Zach, it's all yours. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. It is 37 degrees outside right now, partly sunny today, high of 45 degrees, but tonight, Temperatures begin to drop. It's going to be a low of 39 degrees tonight. We are going to see rain moving in tonight and into tomorrow morning. Tomorrow it is going to be, we're going to start out the day, 47 degrees the high. That rain, though, is going to turn to snow tomorrow afternoon as temperatures just drop out. Low of 15 degrees tomorrow night. Right now they are calling for one to three inches of snow, but Farmer Dave, right now they are calling for wind gusts tomorrow, starting tomorrow afternoon, as high as 47 miles an hour with that snow coming down. So tomorrow's road conditions will be hazardous as that snow comes down. Low of 15 degrees on Friday night, and the cold weather continues through the weekend. On Saturday, we have partly sunny, high of just 19 degrees with a low of 2. On Sunday, could see snow flurries throughout the day as temperatures again keep Dropping a high of just 10 degrees on Sunday with a low of zero. On Monday, Martin Luther King, it is a high of 12 degrees with a low of negative one. On Tuesday, the 16th, right now they're calling for a high of 11 degrees and a low of five. So we will keep an eye on that snow snow amount over the next day or so as it is changing by the hour. We'll keep an eye on it. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. All right, thanks, Zach. You don't think that cold weather's coming? Listen to some of these temperatures. Seuss Falls this morning, 2 degrees. Ooh. Uh-huh. They are going to be a minus 19 on Sunday. Not That's not even the wind chill. That's just the temperature? That's just the temperature. Mm. Sioux City right now, 4 degrees. They're under a winter storm warning. I would guess they are. Uh, they're going to be 19 below on Sunday. Uh, doesn't say anything about the wind. Uh, I'm just looking at some of the northern Miami at 65. In case you care, uh, <laughs> in case you're in case you're looking to get out, uh, yeah, these northern states. Uh, let's see what what's the temperature up on the squirt thermometer on the front porch of the bait shop and mortuary in uh, Prentice this morning. It's 23. Now figure that one out. It's 23 in Prentice, Wisconsin. Uh, Guessing yeah, it's going to drop there too as well. Uh huh. Yeah. They're going to be 9, 1, 6 below, 9 below, mm. 10 below, 6 below, 1, 5 below, 6 below. They're below zero. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six days in a row, they're well below zero next week. Mm. Whew, man. I'll tell you what, I'm taking Monday off. I'm just going to tell you that right now. <laughs> I, I, I can't get to work on Monday. Sounds I'm just, good. I'm laying out. Let's do a best of. <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, we'll be right back. 
We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're here for all of life's wins. Like when you get a new car, or a new boat, or a new driver, or when your son moves out, but your mom moves in, or you find out you're expecting again, or when one rental property turns into two, then 20, or you realize they're all in Tornado Alley. Life is full of life events, so call your Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance agent or visit mofbinsurance.com to find an agent near you. And we'll make sure you have the right coverage for each of life's wins. Hey, business owners, are you stressed out over the daunting task of preparing your W-2s, 1099s, and tax returns? Hi, I'm Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor at Capital Advisory Group and the author of the number one best-selling book on taxes, Keep What Yours. Start the new year right, I'd like to offer you a free tax analysis, so stop stressing. Give us a call at 636-394-5524, or you can visit us on the web at capitaladvisorygrp.com. So you say you crave choices. Have you seen the Cafe Appliance line? Commercial style ranges, unique food storage options, plus quiet, convenient cleanup. With an abundance of features, plus finishes like white or black matte and stainless steel. And now you can get six different beautiful hardware options. Just as your style evolves, your rooms do too. From changing out throw pillows to adding new art, your home is your canvas. Satisfy your appliance cravings with the cafe line at any of the appliance discounted showrooms. Where, as always, our, our savings, savings are your savings. ABC News, I'm Brian Clark. Governor Ron DeSantis and former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley squared off on CNN in the final debate ahead of the Iowa caucuses. A major topic, the man who was not there, the Republican frontrunner, former President Donald Trump. DeSantis highlighted Trump's legal battles. Donald Trump's going to lose that appeal. He's going to end up going to trial in front of a stacked left-wing D.C. jury of all Democrats. Uh, what are the odds that he's going to get through that? And that's even talking about the, 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 the validity of the charges. Closing argument set for today in the civil fraud trial in New York against Trump's businesses. The U.N.'s International Court of Justice hearing arguments in a case filed by South Africa that accuses Israel of committing genocide against Palestinians. Israel will present its defense tomorrow. A 66-year-old man was killed and three others were hurt in an avalanche at the Palisades Tahoe Ski Resort in California. This is ABC News. Thirty-seven degrees outside at five thirty-one. I'm Zach Bining, KTRS News. MoDOT is preparing for the next round of winter weather. MoDOT officials say crews are keeping a close eye on the weather forecast, and staff will be deployed accordingly to treat state-maintained roads and highways. MoDOT will, will release more information during a news conference this afternoon. A Missouri lawsuit accusing China of hoarding masks and other protective gear during the COVID-19 pandemic can move forward. Federal judges ruled Wednesday, a panel for the U.S. 8th District Court of Appeals panel, however, otherwise agreed with a lower court's 2022 ruling that tossed out Missouri's case entirely, finding that federal rules prohibit a sovereign foreign entity from being sued in American courts. The state alleged that China's officials were to blame for the pandemic because they didn't do enough to slow its spread. A suspect is in custody in connection with a double shooting during an attempted robbery in St. Charles. Police say two men were shot at just before 2 yesterday afternoon along the 2000 block of Moore Avenue. The victim suffered non-life-threatening injuries. A 32-year-old man was arrested at the scene. The St. Louis Development Corporation is evaluating applications for the North St. Louis Small Business and Nonprofit Grant, nonprofit grant Program. 715 applications were received for the program. 
the Economic Development Organization has also released an overview of the application review process it intends to use to make grant awards in the first quarter of 2024. New research conducted in St. Louis could lead to interventions that slow the effects of aging. Details from KTRS's Jim Fairchild. Research has begun to reveal that the lines of communication between the body's organs are key regulators of aging. But with age, communication lines deteriorate and organs don't get the molecular and electrical messages they need to function properly. A new study from Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis identifies in mice a critical communication pathway connecting the brain and the body's fat tissue in a feedback loop that appears central to energy production throughout the body. The just-published study has implications for developing future interventions that could maintain the feedback loop longer and slow the effects of advancing age. Jim Fairchild, KTRS News. The Illinois Community College Board, through its RevUp EV Community College initiative, has awarded over $9 million to 25 Illinois community colleges to help support the state's growing electric vehicle industry through job training and technology development programs. Overall, the funding will promote the development and growth of training programs that prepare individuals for careers in EV technology and EV-specific advanced manufacturing fields with a priority focus on programs and training in areas that are most in demand by EV businesses and industry partners. Chick-fil-A will open a new restaurant in Maryland Heights today. A grand opening celebration is scheduled this morning for the new location along Dorset Road. Carter Griffin, a Mizzou swimming and diving alum, will serve as the restaurant's owner and operator. He began his Chick-fil-A career as a team member after college and later joined the Chick-fil-A Leadership Development Program. That's KTRS News. The time is 535. We'll take a quick break and be back with Farmer Dave right after this. Get a tax refund advance loan at Jackson Hewitt now. No fee refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Loans by Republic Bank at jacksonhewitt.com. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit starregistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit starregistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Dig out those dancing shoes. Dancing with the St. Louis Stars is right around the corner. Join Independent Center for one of the most star-studded nights of the year at the Ritz-Carlton on January 20th at 6 p.m. Help in the fight to destigmatize mental illness by donating to the cause and by voting for your favorite dancer. And if you can't join the event in person, be sure to catch the live stream. It's all happening at independentcenter.org forward slash dancing. Catch Dancing with the St. Louis Stars, presented by Emerson, January 20th at 6 p.m. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 536, Thursday, the 11th of January. Let's run back over to the weather desk. Zach, folks are getting ready to head out for the weekend, or head out the door to go to work, that is, and probably making plans for the weekend. They're going to stop at the store and pick up some bread and milk and eggs. <laughs> what, do you got? what do you got? Yeah, it's 37 degrees outside. Nice weather today. High of 45 degrees, partly sunny today. Chance of rain starts tonight, though, with a low of 41 degrees. The rain's going to continue overnight through tomorrow tomorrow high of 47 degrees on friday that rain is going to turn to snow friday afternoon 
as temperatures drop out throughout the day tomorrow. Low of 15 degrees tomorrow night. They are calling for one to three inches of snow right now for tomorrow afternoon into tomorrow night. We are keeping an eye on that wind, too, right now. They're calling for wind from around 20 to 25 miles an hour with gusts as high as 45 miles an hour tomorrow as that snow is coming down. So we will keep an eye out on that. Low of 15 degrees Friday night. And the cold weather continues through the weekend. Saturday, it's going to be a high of just 19 degrees and a low of 2. On Sunday, could see some snow flurries again throughout the day. High of just 10 degrees and a low right now. It it did warm up a couple degrees right now. They're calling for a low of just 3 on Sunday. And for Monday, high of 12 with a low of negative 1. And on Tuesday, high of 11 and a low of 6 degrees. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. They've warmed it up about five or eight degrees in the last couple, in the last day or two. Yeah, here we go. It's going yeah, to feel like July be, out there. Yeah, it'll be back to like five or six degrees before. Well, <laughs> never. it doesn't really matter. Bring it on. It's winter. Bring it on. Uh, currently showing uh, 36 degrees here in rural Belleville. Wind chills at 31. Winds are coming in out of the west at 7. Uh, humidity is at 77%. Visibility is at 10 miles. Sunrise this morning. At 718 and sundown this afternoon at 459. Well, you know, Zach, this is, the, you know, the political season. You know, they got the first, what, primary comes in on Monday. Caucuses are Monday. Yeah, yeah, the caucus thing on Monday. Well, of course, somebody had to go out and do a poll. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a new poll out. Um, this poll comes from AgriPulse and Stradivation Group. Uh put out the results of a survey. They find that farmers and ranchers support electing Donald Trump to another term as president. Uh, the, uh, the, um, the report shows 39% of surveyed farmers say they would most likely vote for Trump, while 19% indicated they would vote for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Just 8% of the surveyed farmers said they would vote for President Biden. Of the 605 farmers that participated in the survey, all right, 605 participated, 61% identified as Republicans, with 45% of that group, 45% of the 61%, said they were favoring Trump. 10% of the survey participants identified as Democrats, with 62% of those farmers supporting Biden. Another 18% of the farmers identified as independents. Stradivation Group conducted the study between December the 14th and the 22nd of 2022, 23 that is, 23, including farmers and ranchers from the Midwest, South, and California. The first presidential primary vote comes Monday as Republicans hold the Iowa carcasses. Throwing there a lot of go. numbers at me, Farmer Dave. It's a lot well, of Well, I know. I know there was a lot of numbers there. Uh, what it basically comes down to, I guess, if you cut to the short version, is that farmers and ranchers pretty much supporting Trump. That's what it kind of comes down to. Um, so, and with what? Christie bailed out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's narrowing the field for sure. So we'll see. I, I, I guess it'll be interesting to see what happens on Monday. I, I'm, you know, I'm sure there's just a lot of, a lot of people keeping an eye on that situation, waiting to see where that uh, caucus goes, and maybe that'll give us some direction. I, I don't know. We'll wait and see. 
It is 540, almost 541. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with this week's Missouri Corn Growers Association's weekly update. It's brought to you each and every week by the Missouri or Missouri Corn Growers. Hey, KTRS listeners, Roger Wigandon here at Don Rogers Limited, 6727 West Main in Belleville. Well, after over 47 years in business, I've made the very difficult decision to retire and turn the page to the next chapter in my life. The month of January, we invite you to enjoy a discount of 30% off the regular price of our entire inventory of wonderful men's and women's apparel and accessories. Nothing is held back. Also, our beautiful building located on Main Street with dedicated parking and spacious living above the store is office sold for sale. Perfect for starting your own boutique. We'll leave a turnkey for you, including the fixtures. Our retirement sale is in progress at Don Rogers Limited. Don't forget we are open 930 to 4, Tuesday through Saturday. As always, park at the door, walk in, and get waited on. All sales will be final during our retirement sale. I would love to see you, my great friends, again one last time. And as always, we thank you for listening to our commercial. Carney. Thursday on the Carney Show, we give credit where credit's due. 60 years of Provel cheese. I'm tearing up. Where would we be without it? I don't know. Oh, it's amazing. And in Jeff City, there's a movement to make it the official state cheese. The lawmaker that's proposing the bill will be joining us on the show. And so will Marshall Brain. He'll be returning to the program, as will Brendan Weesey to talk sports. Let's meet here at noon. John Carney. Julie Buck, weekdays at noon on KTRS, the talk of St. Louis. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. The Missouri Corn Update is brought to you by the Missouri Corn Growers Association and the Missouri Corn Merchandising Council. Hello, I'm your host, Michael Clements, and this week we talk with Newell Kitchen, who is leading a nutrient management plan as part of the University of Missouri's Climate Resilient Crop and Livestock Project. We'll talk about the details of the project specifically to nitrogen management, and that's all coming up in just a moment. The Missouri Corn Growers Association has long worked tirelessly in the interest of today's corn industry. Because you're busy farming and raising a family. So we're at the table when you can't be. But like you, we can't do it alone. Our strength is in our members. Our strength is in you. Join us as we continue advocating for the American corn farmer. Visit mocorn.org and become a member today. Again, Newell Kitchen is our guest this week, talking about a nutrient management plan as part of the Missouri Climate Resilient Crop and Livestock Project. So let's start there. What is this project and what is the goal? So this project is one of hundreds here in the country, relatively new projects being led through the USDA and trying to help farmers embrace, adopt some practices that can help store carbon in soils. It specifically is working with farmers saying if you can add this particular practice into your operations, there's an incentive to. Uh, you know, CRP, Conservation Reserve Program, has been around for decades and a lot of farmers know about it. It's kind of using that same principle and doing a certain practice that helps meet some specific goals. And if you can do that, you can get an incentive payment to go along with that. Again, talking specifically about the Missouri Climate Resilient Crop and Livestock Project. And Newell, how does nitrogen management fit into these efforts? Well, there's eight different of practices, but mine is this nutrient management. 
And when it comes to nutrient management, one of the things that both here in Missouri as well as nationally, a lot of effort this has been done in the last 10 years, and that is to embrace what we call for our nutrient management stewardship. And so this project is trying to help accelerate that by certifying retailers conducted to the Missouri Fertilizer Control Board. And then on top of that, if farmers will work with those certified ag retailers, they can then go to the specific practice that this project is incentivizing, and that is corn production, nitrogen management, but it's being able to split the nitrogen application out so it's not just all being done before the growing season. And so farmers who are willing to say, okay, I'm willing to kind of shift and do maybe two-thirds or three-fourths of my application before planting, but I'm going to go ahead and hold back on 25% of what I would be applying to the crop and go about their operations that way, they can sign up to 500 acres and receive a $20 acre payment for employing this practice. We put all of this together. Of course, there's incentives for farmers to get involved in this as well. But why is this something that matters to farmers? This uh, matters to farmers because nitrogen is one of the most difficult fertilizer nutrients to manage. One of the phrases we've used for decades now, what is the nitrogen use efficiency? So this practice specifically is targeted for corn acres because of that. There's enough research that's been done to show that if you can split that application over a couple of times, more times than not, you're going to get an increase in nitrogen use efficiency and you'll start to close the gap on some of that loss. As we wrap things up here, how are groups like Missouri Corn involved in this project? The work of this project has been through a number of different organizations throughout the state that work with Missouri corn growers. Certification has been through the Missouri Fertilizer Control Board. And so we work through that organization, through the ag retailers, and then from there directly to the corn growers. Enrollment continues for another three weeks through the end of January. If we need to extend it, we may, but uh, we are getting some good enrollment and certainly just want to get the word out there to let others know that there's opportunity here if they so choose to exercise. All right. Well, we're out of time. Thanks so much for joining us today. You're welcome, and thank you very much. I hope this helped. Again, that was Newell Kitchen, who is overseeing a nitrogen management effort as part of the Missouri Climate Resilient Crop and Livestock Project. You can learn more about the project by looking up the Center for Regenerative Ag at the University of Missouri online. There's a link to the project on that center's homepage. As always, stay up to date with Missouri Corn Online as well. Head to mocorn.org. Mocorn.org is where you need to go to find out everything they're working on down at the Missouri Corn Growers. Ryan Brewster of the Foreign Agricultural Service explains the potential of India as an export market for ag goods and focus of the late April USDA-led ag trade mission there. It's a big part of our industry, and they say it could definitely help our export numbers. India and its 1.4 billion consumers really is one of the largest untapped markets in the world for U.S. agriculture. Those consumers are looking for high-quality agricultural products. They're looking for things that the United States can produce. One of the really exciting things is that this summer we had some market access opportunities for U.S. products, including chickpeas, lentils, almonds, walnuts, apples, and frozen turkey. So it's really kind of opened up India in ways that we haven't had in many years. So that is definitely a market to keep an eye on. 
as we move forward. Coming up on 549, Zach, let's head over to Wall Street and see what they're doing overnight. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. After a stuttering start to the trading session, investors sent the major indexes higher yesterday. The Dow Jones ended up 170 points at 37,695. The S&P tacked on six-tenths of one percent. The Nasdaq added three-quarters of a percent. A key report on inflation is due out this morning. Experts tell Bloomberg the consumer price index will likely show inflation continuing to slow. Looking down the road, they think it could drop to around 2 percent by the end of this year. The Securities and Exchange Commission has given its blessing to Bitcoin exchange-traded funds in the U.S. A decision yesterday gives regular investors easier access to the world's most popular cryptocurrency starting today. And a dozen lucky hot dog fans may have a new gig for the new year. Oscar Mayer is opening applications for Wienermobile drivers. A dozen people will be picked to become the latest class of what Oscar Mayer calls hot doggers. Jim Ryan, ABC News. I'm in. I think, yeah, I'm I think in. I just got myself a new job. I'm going to apply to I'm that. In. I want to drive the weenie mobile. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. That would be a great, you know, one time, this goes way back. And you could ask John Corney. I think he might remember. I don't know if John remembers yesterday, uh, but he <laughs> might. Uh, <laughs> way back, 28 years ago, when we were here in Belleville, when this thing all started, mm-hmm. uh, the weenie mobile came to WIBV. Yeah. And John Carney went out and went around broadcasting from the Weenie Mobile. All right. If yeah. I see him today, I'm going to ask him and see if ask he remembers him about that, his yeah. experience with the WIBV. This was back in day, way back in the early days of this crazy thing, as we know as radio. Uh, it came to Belleville, and John Carney was running around Belleville in the Weenie Mobile broadcasting. Mm-hmm. It was All big. Right. Yeah, I got to I got to ask him about that. Yeah, it was bigger than life itself. Uh, coming up on 551, let's head back to the weather desk and please tell us something like when does it warm up? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to tell you when it warms up. I'll be able to tell you when it gets really, really cold, though. Oh, it, great. Yeah, great. Well, it, might as well tell us that. Yeah, it is 37 degrees outside right now. Partly sunny today, a high of 45 degrees. Chance of rain overnight tonight with a low of 41 degrees. That rain's going to continue into tomorrow morning with a high of 47 degrees. But once we hit that high tomorrow morning, Temperatures are just going to drastically drop throughout the day. That rain is going to turn to sleet and snow. One to three inches, one to three inches, excuse me, are expected tomorrow afternoon into tomorrow evening. Right now, they are calling for winds right now, too. Winds right now from 20 to 25 miles an hour in the afternoon. Wind gusts as high as 45 miles an hour. Again, temperatures are just going to keep dropping throughout the day tomorrow afternoon. Low of 15 degrees tomorrow night. On Saturday for the weekend, it's going to be partly sunny to start the day, but they are calling for a high of just 19 degrees. It will be low of 2 degrees on Saturday night. Sunday, we could see some more snow. Right now, they're just calling for some flurries. No no new accumulation is expected with those flurries throughout the day on Sunday. High of just 10 degrees and a low of 3. Then looking ahead to Monday next week, high of 12 and a low of negative 1. On Tuesday, a high of 10 and a low of 5 degrees. So we will keep an eye on that over the next day or so as the snow accumulation seems to change by the hour. So we'll keep an eye on that. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. All right, Zach, I'm pushing it all the way out to May the 7th. (laughs) 55 and 71. (laughs) Maybe that'll make you feel better. I don't know. Anyway, I'm showing, uh, what is it here? It is showing 36 degrees here in Belleville. 
Uh, wind chills at 31, a little bit of a breeze coming out of the west at 7 miles an hour this morning. Visibility is at 10 miles. Sunrise at 718 and sundown this afternoon at 459. The first blast of Arctic air, as we said, is expected to enter the nation over the weekend, bringing with it sub-zero temperatures. No surprise to anybody. It has been a mild winter to date for most of the nation. Yet USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says a shift has occurred in recent days. We have seen a pivoting of the bitter cold into western North America. There's actually a very cold air mass that is banked across western Canada into eastern Alaska. And that is going to continue to rotate southward. And thanks to a series of active weather systems, passing across the nation this week, more of that cold air will be drawn down into the U.S. So by the time we get through storm number three, late this week and into the weekend, we're going to see some bonafide Arctic air making its way into the United States for the first time this winter. As places like the Dakotas and Montana go from record-setting December warmth, to sub-zero temperatures this weekend. We could see temperatures dipping below minus 30 degrees Fahrenheit across parts of the northern high plains. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. Jack, I just played that so you could hear that 30 below thing. Suddenly ours doesn't sound so bad. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You got to look at the bright side. Uh, We'll take our final break. We'll be back to wrap it up. Hey, what's that? It's my new Yeti cocktail shaker. It matches my ice bucket and my drinkware. Ooh, Yeti makes the coolest stuff. Yeah, they do. And I got it all at Schnars. Frank Blair from Schnars Hardware here. Are you looking to give a gift that your loved one can use year-round? Then give the gift of the best gear with Yeti products found at Schnars Hardware. We have a wide selection of hard and soft coolers, insulated drinkware, waterproof and everyday bags, other outdoor gear and accessories. Every Yeti performs when it matters most, whether it be commuting, hiking, boating, hunting, camping, or just getting together with friends in the backyard. Find the right Yeti for you at Schnars. For hours, locations, or to shop online, go to schnars.com. Because gifting is easy when you start at Schnars. Mizzou basketball on the big 550 KTRS is powered by Graybar. This Saturday, Mizzou tips off against South Carolina at 2.30 p.m. Pre-game begins at 2. Catch all the action right here on the big 550 KTRS. Presented by Graybar. For all your electrical and data comp solutions. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 556 on the mark on this Thursday morning. Once again, as we wrap it up, McGraw's getting ready to go. Stick around for that. We'll keep you updated on the weather as we move into the weekend. And if you don't know by now, it's just going to get cold. So just pretty much figure on it. Um, over on the markets overnight, things are kind of quiet. USDA comes out tomorrow with their final numbers for the 2023 crop. Um, everybody's kind of got it figured out on where they're going to go, but any little surprise in that report could send this market one way or the other. It's been a pretty quiet week this week. Traders, as we said, just wanting to get in the right position. Corn market's about a half cent higher in the overnight trade. 
Uh, March is at 460, May is at 472, September at 485, and December at 492. That's all pretty much about a half cent higher. Seeing a little strength in the bean market overnight. March is trading at 1244. That's up eight and a quarter. May's at 1255. That's up seven and three quarters. November new crop at 1212, up seven and a quarter. January trading at 1220, up six and three quarters. So as we said, traders now watching and waiting for those numbers from the USDA come out tomorrow at 11 o'clock our time. Over on the wheat trade. Uh, we're a little bit higher in the nearby. March is off, or lower, that is. March is a quarter cent lower at 610. July is at 631. That's down a half. And December 24 trading at 658. That is up a quarter cent. 250 contracts trading in the overnight trade. We are out of here. Thanks for joining us. With any luck at all, we'll all get back together tomorrow morning at 5. We'll have updates at 10 and 12. We're back tomorrow morning. Have a great Thursday. Yesterday, I told you about Samsung and LG's incredible, transparent, completely wireless flat screens. Today, more cool CES tech. But it seems that all have the same big problem. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by NetSuite. If you run a business, visit netsuite.com slash Kim today and get NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free. After months of waiting, Apple will begin selling its much-touted Apple Pro Vision headset on Friday, January 19th. Apple promises that photos will float right out in front of you. Just point to one. Videos transport you back to a special moment in time. Point again. Spatial audio makes the experience incredibly immersive. The price, $3,500. Samsung and LG's incredible 77-inch floating wireless transparent TV looks incredible. The price, $88,000. Look, I'm sure all this stuff is fabulous. But aside from Jeff Bezos and a few friends, who really has the money to buy all this stuff anyway? Get TechSmart the easy way and join over a half a million folks who do. Sign up at GetKim.com.